Hi, this is Jeff Richards, Columbus, Ohio. You're listening to Barbecue Central. Start the game! Let's go! We'll do it live. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure you say whatever? We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Barbecue Central Show. This is the show that talks about all things important to the world of barbecue and grilling. Originating from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. And I am your program host, Greg Rippey. Happy to have you aboard. For your fine live fire cooking and barbecue and grilling show. Lots of ways to get in touch with me should you see fit during the course of the next 120 minutes. But here are the two most impactful ways. You can get in touch with the show by calling 216-220-0966. Email Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. On the Twitter and Instagram, at BBQ Central Show. Everything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening in case you can get the newsletter. Number one. We're back, baby! Live in Cleveland. Back again. We'll get into that here in just a few moments. Coming up in about 12 minutes from now. I welcome you to what is the last quarter of the th- the last month of the third quarter of 2019. As we all know, 2019 rapidly coming to a close as we are getting ready to close out the third quarter of the business year here and the calendar year, I guess. That, of course, means a visit from the guy who originally started as the pitmaster of Killer Hogs Barbecue Team, since grew into a little fledgling website and corresponding YouTube channel with just short of 700,000 subscribers. That's known as How to Barbecue Right. We know him here as Malcolm Reed, and we will talk to Malcolm on a bunch of different topics. Two new recipes that he's had out in successive weeks, spicy chicken sliders, and something that drew my attention that I wanted to find out more about, char siu pork. And And now I have to go off of memory, very dangerous. But I think that's not like the first time I've seen char siu pork, even within the last number of weeks. I think one of my other recurring guests might have done something in a similar vein, although it might have been chicken and not necessarily pork. But now we're starting to see a little bit more of that uh, Asian flair and Asian spice. Char siu pork fitting right into there, so we'll talk to Malcolm about that. Plus, there was a bunch of questions that you guys left out on Facebook a little bit earlier that we'll try and mix in. So always fun to talk to Malcolm here on the first Tuesday of each and every brand new month. Then 35 past the hour had pit barrel cooker and they, I let them off the hook. Let's just say this because 
They are a integral part in the, where are they at now? It is Atlanta, I believe, and there's a big Ace Hardware event, a vendor's show that's going on down there in Atlanta, and they are a big part of that, and Noah was going to carve out some time, and I said, you know what, that's a real big deal. This is hardly a big deal when we're looking at business. Uh, Certainly great to catch up with Noah whenever I have the opportunity, whether it's on or off air, and I said, go ahead and you do your thing. Get that right, and if it makes sense, we can go ahead and drop you in, but I decided it would be best at this point to leave out. Now, what does that mean to you? The highly coveted open segment at 35 past the hour. Now, I have plenty to get through, not the least of which is this Popeye chicken craze that's going on. It's absolutely ludicrous. Much like Spaceballs and Ludicrous Speed with Dark Helmet, Popeye's Chicken has now taken Ludicrous Speed when it comes to fast food chicken. I will cover that in the open segment, plus a number of other things to get to as well. Your phone calls and emails would be spectacular in that segment. It's open, so anything can happen. Then we will move to the second hour, and I can almost guarantee... As close to stone-cold lead pipe lock as I can get, that while I have eh, Craig Barr, who is the man suing Popeye's chicken for continually running out of these magical chicken sandwiches, I would hazard a guess that while I have him locked in at top of the second hour, He's going to be about as reliable as Santa Claus showing up at top of the second hour. But I have had a number of text correspondence with him that I may or may not share in the open segment, depending on how much love I'm feeling from Craig Barr as we lead into the top of the second hour. So that's a dice roll at best. 14 past the second hour is a stone-cold lead pipe lock, one of the most popular barbecuers out there, whether it be on the competition circuit, writing books, doing recipes, teaching classes with the Traeger, or currently starring on Food Network in a series called Barbecue Beatdown. Friend of this show, Danielle Bennett, makes her return to the Barbecue Central show, DBQ, in case you didn't know that. And she will pull both segments. So if you've always wanted to ask a diva a question, I would invite you to call in, although I know it's very intimidating, have a celebrity like Diva and a highly trained interviewing professional like myself on the line at the same time. You might feel a little inferior. It's natural. Go ahead. Give us a call. We'll we'll rate and review you. Give you five, four, three, two, or one stars if you're not that good. But we'll take your question. I'll let you go real quick. Just, you know, here's my advice. If you want to jump in, hi, This is my name. This is where I'm calling from. Don't ask us how we're doing because we are great. I'm hosting the show. Diva's on the show. Trust me, we're both great. And say, I've always wanted to ask you this question. What's it like to be on a TV show? Or what cayenne pepper mix is in this kind of room? Whatever. Don't get lost in the um, niceties and exchanges and salutations. Nobody gives a crap about that. When I go to you, just jump on. Diva, great to talk to you. Here's my question. Boom. Don't ask us how we are. Please don't. That gets you run off the show very quickly. 
assume we're all great, or maybe I'll tell you a story. Then I'll know for sure that you really didn't want to ask me that question, but you just did it out of habit. Get out of that habit when you're calling shows. Bit of housekeeping to do before I do that. Follow me socially at BBQ Central Show on Instagram and Twitter slash BBQ Central Show on Facebook. I need to send out a very special thank you to a pal of mine. He hosts his own barbecue and grilling show on Wednesday evenings, the Owl's Nest Barbecue Show. But he filled in for the really big barbecue show last week, and he did it in successful fashion. Steve Ray, I bid you many, many thank yous. And look, it was a great show. I was in Chicago starting on Saturday afternoon through Sunday through Monday. And Tuesday, we left Chicago around 5 p.m. Central And that's a bit of a jaunt, so I know I wasn't going to make it back in time. And I relied on a guy that is a radio professional in background, has a show, knows how to host a show. But it's not the same as me. You don't get the same character. You don't get the same cadence. You don't get the same way around a show as I typically do it. Then Steve does it, but I know uh, by and large, you're going to get a different take on a show. He's going to run it differently than me. He's going to do all the things that I'm asking him to do. But you get a different human being running the show. So if you're a if you're just a fan of the show, I mean, isn't it great to get interesting and different and new points of view from somebody else besides me? I have to get a little bit long in the tooth at some points. So to mix in somebody like Steve who has his own opinions. I mean, he's an embedded correspondent. We all know that. You get to hear him the fourth Tuesday of every month anyway. But now you get to see him on a really big stage, conducting interviews with nationally and perhaps globally renowned pizza expert Matt Frampton. You also get to hear him follow up and do a great interview with Leanne Whippen, who ended up winning Barbecue Brawl, Flavors Assignment. So she's the master of Q of 2019. And that was a great interview, plus the embedded correspondents were the second half of that show, so you know that's going to be great. And he did a great job. I got a lot of great emails saying that Steve filled in great for you. So here's my question. Do you have what it takes? Have you always opined for your chance to host the show? Steve's great. What happens if Steve has the flu? I got nobody else to come out of the bullpen. Do you think you have what it takes? Could you host? 120-minute show? Let me know. Let's talk about it. I wouldn't mind growing the stable. Shoot me an email, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. We'll have conversations. What would have happened had Steve broken a hip on the way to the microphone Tuesday night and not have been able to do the show? I needed, I'll need to have another reliever. All right, Malcolm Reed coming up out of the break. Uh, By the way, thanks again, Steve. Great job hosting, professional, I mean, all the way down the line. I mean, this guy's a true professional. Watch his show, Owl's Nest Barbecue, on Wednesdays at 7. Great stuff. All right, now let me tell you about Green Mountain Grills. Three different models to choose from. Two different lines to choose from. The Prime line and the Classic line. Three different models. The Jim Bowie, that's the big one. Daniel Boone's medium-sized. Davy Crockett, travel size. That's right. We are in the midst of professional football season now, folks, and you know what that means. Tailgates, college football, of course, means tailgates. Davy Crockett is probably going to be the one you want to use most of the time. 
Totally portable, fits in the back of most trucks, vans, and SUVs. You got the pellet fire goodness, 12-volt technology. If you don't have a traditional power outlet, you can always plug it into that 12-volt outlet in your car or that 12-volt adapter in your car. If you want something a little bit bigger for the porches and the patios and the decks, Jim Bowie, Daniel Boone, both of those, by the way, you can rip the guts out of those and put that pizza oven insert that Matt Frampton talked about last week with Steve Ray as well. And that's like 130 bucks or less. You can get it online. You can buy it from your Green Mountain Grill dealers. Green Mountain Grill is only sold by dealers, by the way. So visit GreenMountainGrills.com. Find the dealer nearest to you. And they also have some really great barbecue accessories as well outside of the pizza. Sauces, rubs, other accoutrements to make your barbecue and grilling life easier. Green Mountain Grills, long-time sponsor of this show. So proud to have them. Jason Baker and the gang out there. GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. We are back with Malcolm Reed right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Live from the Barbecue Central Show Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, this portion of the show being brought to you by Butcher Barbecue, makers of award-winning injections, marinades, rubs, seasonings, barbecue sauces, grilling oils, all of Butcher Barbecue products, tested on the competition circuit as well as backyards worldwide. Be the pitmaster of your neighborhood and visit butcherbbq.com to stock up now. Always trust your butcher. All right, it's the first Tuesday of the month. You know what that means. It's all 2019. We've been chatting it up with the guy that is in charge of how to barbecue right, Malcolm Reed. Hey, Malcolm. How's it going, Greg? Uh, absolutely fabulous, my friend, and always appreciate you giving time to the show here. I uh, love the. Uh, revised background that we have going on with you. It's very mysterious. Yeah, I'm at the office tonight. <laughs> oh, all right. So we're uh, blurring out Went anything. House, yeah. yeah, Blurring out all patents and secret recipes, I can see. So good job on that. Uh, so we're just shy of 700,000 YouTube subscribers. I checked maybe two or three hours ago. You were sitting at 696. I mean, uh, are we anticipating a million crossover by end of the year, do you think? Or is that a little aggressive? Uh, I don't think it'll be end of the year. I hope so, but you know, it, it, it's a slow. It, we we kind of go at a snail's pace, so we're just keeping on chugging along. Are there plans that you and Rochelle have made where once you cross a million subscribers, you're gonna pop champagne, or you're gonna go, uh, you know, craw fishing, or something like this? We're going to Hawaii. <laughs> Are you really? We've already, yeah, we've already oh. started making plans. So wow. we've got a, we've got a little time to save up. <laughs> uh, now, are you a big island guy, or are you going to have to consult people on a Hawaiian trip? Have you ever been there before? I'm, I've never been, so yeah, I'm open for suggestions, man. Have you been before? Uh, I mean, Malcolm, I think if we're being honest, we know I don't even leave the state of Ohio, so <laughs> the answer is no. But my uncle was a real big uh, travel guy for a long time; spent many a trip over in Hawaii. So, you know, I have some insider information if you're looking for it. We can pass it off offline. Sure. Yeah. 
I love it. All right, so are you a fantasy football guy for real? I am, man. Yeah, well, I, I'm the cook, so I think they let these guys, they take it a little more serious than I do, so they let me in the league. So do you, you do? I won the league before. I finished oh. fourth last year. And All right. I've been doing it with these guys, I guess, since like, 2010, 20, something like that for, you know, nine, 10 years almost. All right. So, so you are doing a draft and you have a team and you do all this yeah. stuff. Yeah. Wow. We, um, yeah. is that a, uh, <laughs> is that a PPR league? It is. It's a PPR league. I have no idea what that league. means. We I have, have the waiver wire. We've got it all. Wow. Okay. I don't even know what PPR means, but I hear yeah. that term thrown around all the time. So points what is per reception points per reception? <laughs> so is your, is your uh, team only wide receivers then? No man, you you play. It's uh, we play a standard uh, Yahoo League. So, <clears throat> excuse me, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, defense, kicker, and a flex player. So, All and right. a bench. So. Uh, now, have you had this uh, fantasy draft yet since the season's already starting? Like, was we that did, a week or two? We did ago? It two weeks ago, I guess. All right. So two weekends ago, yeah. And how do we feel about Malcolm's? <laughs> you feel good about that uh, draft? I do, man. I you know. I, I always feel pretty good. I got a decent rating. I think I was rated like a B plus on Yahoo. So oh, all right. I'm pro- got you know my first week. I'm projected to beat the guy I'm going up against. And if my players don't get hurt, that's where the, I, I fall off in, in season management. I usually do pretty good in the draft, but as the season goes on, I'm busy, so I don't get to watch it. So that's where all the nerds come in and like rip the league, right? <clears throat> oh, these guys that I play with study it. They're you know they're into it. I mean, they all have they all have real day jobs, and I guess they can sit there and watch the, watch the stats and what's going on. And I'm doing good just to keep up and hang on. Yeah. So, who did you draft for your quarterback? Um, I've got Jared Goff, and I've got uh, Wentz from Philadelphia. Anybody, I picked him up as a backup. So. Anybody take Baker Mayfield? Yeah, yeah. He was actually let's see, Mahomes. I think was the first quarterback took in our league. And Mayfield was up there. He was in the top five. So mm. I, 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 my strategy is always take a quarterback late. Go ahead and get those skill players, the, the running backs and receivers. And then, you know, there's usually a decent top 12 quarterback that I can start. So, Do you feel better about your team winning your fantasy league or do you feel better about the Cleveland Browns winning their division? Man, the only thing that worries me about the Browns is their O-line. I've got Chubb. I dra- I took Chubb, so oh. he's my running back. So I'm a I'm a, I'm a de facto Browns fan now. <laughs> so I feel pretty good. I feel. I mean, I think Pittsburgh is going to be their competition, but I think the Cleveland's going to surprise you. All right, we're talking with Malcolm Reed. A little bit of football talk here by uh, me, who is not a pro at all, and Malcolm Reed, who appears to dabble in it and is in a fantasy league. So we wish him good luck with that. Do you have some kooky name, or are you just like Killer Hogs fantasy football team, or what? Uh, no, it's usually like Max Monsters or something like that. That's what I go by. All right. Something easy. <laughs> so I had a question as I had started promoting our segment, as uh, everybody knows that we meet up once a month here on the first Tuesday of a new month. When is the K-John rub going to be available for sale? Are you still in the tinker stage on that, or are you ready to I, rock? I placed my first order today, so I'm hoping I got my labels in. The bottles are... The, the manufacturers got the bottles, so I'm hoping, you know, within the next few weeks, I'll be able to, to start selling and shipping, I hope. All right, so from uh, if people don't watch your YouTube or they're just kind of rolling in looking for a new rub or adding something to the arsenal, describe uh, flavor profile-wise what the K-John rub is. Well, I, I was going for something different than barbecue, so it's kind of a 
Cajun Creole-inspired seasoning. Um, if you think of something along the lines of, I guess everybody knows kind of Tony Chaucer's or something like that, or Slap Your Mama, or, or you know, there's a lot of good Cajun rubs out there. Uh, Paul Prudhomme makes a good line of different ones, and so I, I use a lot of that stuff when I'm doing seafood or you know doing different things. And, um, and so I just decided I was going to come out with the Cajun seasoning, and I hadn't really said much about it, but I've also got a jerk, and I've also got. Uh, uh, Mexican-inspired seasoning. I'm, you know, all three of them will be ready at the same time. All right. And when you are putting these together, and this is a question I've asked a number of other people. Maybe it's just been a straight-up interview with somebody that's looking to bring a sauce or a rub to market. I mean, you're somebody that has sauces and rubs that are already out there and they're already successful. 10 or 15 years ago, it was a lot easier entry into the market as far as not nearly the competition that you have out there now. I mean, now you walk into any general big box grocery store and you might have half an aisle to a whole aisle of barbecue and grilling stuff and it runs the gamut from sauces and rubs to injections and you name it how do you make sure that you're able to separate yourself from what would be the noise otherwise well you really don't it's kind of a gamble i mean i you know i've been working on these i mean anytime you bring something new it seems like it takes you know a year to a year and a half just to get it to the point where you're able to sell it. Mm. And I've been working and developing and ch- tweaking the recipe, you know, uh, trying to work on the label and all that. So it's a, it's kind of a labor of love, but there's no guarantee that it's going to sell. Um, you know, I'm kind of fortunate to where I've been using, I've been using variations of these in my recipes for a while. I've just hadn't really named them. I've gave, you know, recipes for, you know, Cajun seasoning. I've gave recipes for jerk seasoning, different things that I've used along the way. But I think, I think part of the brand brings, you know, a little bit of notoriety to it too. Uh, people know that, you know, they trust when they they see something that I've, you know, put out there that it's it's probably okay. Do you think that we are in a state now where folks would rather, as you say, uh, brand recognition with Malcolm, and maybe they've tried some of your other rubs and they know how good they are, so you're going to get the benefit of the doubt on anything new. But do you also think that people aren't as uh, anxious to just start messing around in the kitchen and make something up of their own. They'd rather just have it all done for them because it's simpler that way. Uh, perhaps we should say lazily. Well, I, I don't know if it's lazy. It's cost. I mean, it's really expensive to, to go out and try to make a, make your own rub for everything you do. I mean, I've, I've spent years before I ever bottled mine. And that was one part of the reason why we started bottling because we was buying so many ingredients you have to buy stuff in bulk sizes, and then you know. But before you know it, you spend a hundred dollars on seasonings, and you throw one rub together, and they sit in your you know pantry, and they just get old. So, but you know, it's just so much easier to find one that you like and go out there and, and buy it. I mean, it's just it's easy. So maybe ten years ago, you got into rubs and sauces. Uh, not you, but I'm just using that as a general qualifier. You get into rubs and sauces to make some money. Is that a, a game you can still make money in, or is it a way to stay out in a different version brand-wise? Well, rubs, I would say there's a lot of room. You know, you, you've got a pretty good margin in rubs. I mean, I know there's a lot of them out there, but, um, you know, there's, there's a pretty good sales margin in them. Sauces is tough because you're competing, you know, there's not a lot of big bottles of rubs in the supermarket. If you go in there, you're going to pay about the same price everybody's charging for our 12 ounce bottle. Uh, you find smaller bottles and those are still, you know, six, seven bucks. So it's not like you can go out there and buy them, but sauces, you can find sauce on sale for a dollar, dollar 99 all yeah. the time. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to compete with those guys. So from that part of your business, you know, the, the killer hogs, so sauces and rubs, I mean, 
if you gross a million dollars in sales, are you having like best year ever or is that good? Like what's a, what's a good year for you just on a, on a gross number? I mean, yeah, we always like to hit a million. I mean, I'm, you know, that's, I don't really have a target. We just try to grow every year. Um, that's ours. You know, we just try to keep our percentages up. Um, part of our business is retail, part of it's wholesale. So we kind of got two, you know, two parts going. So, you know, with both of them combined, we like, you know, we'd like to, you know, get the sales up there. Uh, we're talking with Malcolm Reed, How to Barbecue Right, of course, and the pitmaster of Killer Hogs Barbecue. You can find him socially at How to BBQ Right, uh, all mashed up in one word there, uh, all over the place. Now, uh, let me ask you quickly before we get into these recipes, are you watching any of this new barbecue television that's coming out? There was recently Barbecue Brawl on the Food Network, and now I believe it was Sunday they just premiered. Uh, barbecue beatdown with uh, you know some people that were on barbecue brawl, but they're now also on uh, barbecue beatdown. But some new faces as well. You into any of that? Yeah, I got to catch. Uh, I, I DVR everything. I don't get to watch much of it live. Oh, I lost you, Greg. No, I, I can hear you. We're good. You can hear me. Well, I lost yep. the video. That's but right. Yeah. So uh, the 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 barbecue brawl. I guess that's the one with Bobby and uh, Michael Simon, where Leanne won. That was, I thought yep. that was a good job. I, uh, you know, it's always fun because I know a lot of the people on that show just so to see how they do it. I mean, it's, it's different than what we do because, you know, it's TV, but <laughs> a lot of it's, you know, you don't, you don't really know what's going on behind the scenes, but, but it's fun. And anytime I've always say anytime that we can get barbecue in the spotlight, it's great for all of us. Is that something that you would like to do if they would have uh, approached you and said, hey, come out February in Austin and let's shoot this barbecue brawl, you'd be down for that? Or is that not your company? I mean, it, when it fits in my schedule, yeah, I'm down yeah. for doing things like that. I've done a few. I've never, you know, I've never done any of the Pitmasters or any of those, but I've, I've been asked. It's just never really fit in the schedule. And a lot of them, man, it, you know, they require you to haul all your equipment somewhere across the country and spend a lot of time. And with me and Rochelle, it's hard for us to do that because. We have to we have to keep our stuff going to keep the lights on. Uh, Malcolm Reed joining us here on the show. All right, Malcolm. So let's talk about two of the most recent recipes that I saw up on how to barbecue right. Uh, first, and that's more pressing for me, is this char siu pork. Tell me about char siu pork and what your interest was in trying to make a recipe. So I, I love Asian food, and anytime you know when we live a contest or something, we're sick of barbecue. We usually find ourselves going to get Asian food or Mexican food or something like that. And I like mixing some of those, uh, you know, ingredients in with the things that I do. So I had the idea. Uh, char siu is kind of Chinese-style barbecue or Chinese barbecue sauce. And so I, I decided I was going to do it with some center-cut pork chops. Mm. And really, it's all just about the marinade or that char siu sauce. And that's where you get those Asian flavors. You can do it with any meat. I heard you uh, mentioned when it was open and someone did it with chicken and it would be great on chicken or wings or something like that. But it's all about, you know, letting, letting those Asian flavors, those fresh flavors, uh, penetrate the meat, give it some color and then just ch- charring it over, uh, some coals is what I did. I mean, mm. typically they roast it in the oven, a little bit higher heat still develops that sticky bark on it. And, you know, you, you get all that caramelization on top and it just really plays well with whatever protein you have it paired with. So is that the key is to get that good sauce and get that uh, stickiness, as you put it, that really quantifies it as being uh, fairly authentic? For me, I think it is. Now, I've never had it like, you know, in a real deal. I've had, you know, char siu pork at a Chinese buffet restaurant. And we don't we don't have a lot of great Asian restaurants where I live. But that was kind of my take on it. And, of course, I watched some videos, did some research on how they do it. 
a lot of times it's done with a fattier cut like pork belly or or uh, you know a butt that they've sliced up or cut chunks out of a pork roast um i think you know the, the marinade's the key. No matter what you're doing, it's going to give it flavor as long as you keep slathering it on and grilling it and turning it. Um, you know, somewhat, I did it indirect, kind of on a drum away from the coals. So it kind of slowly cooked and had time to really caramelize. But you could, you know, you could do it over hot coals. You just need to move it more often. Yeah, and you got to be careful that if you have that sauce on there, I assume there's a fairly good sugar content. So if it's over the hot too long, you're going to start to char up pretty quick. Oh yeah, this this was one that you know if you're if you're d- doing it direct heat, you need to keep an eye on it and stay with it because it can burn on you quick with all, all the sugar. Uh, traditionally, I saw a lot of the char siu recipes; they just take straight honey and baste it with that as they go. And I I, I was uh, you know I just decided I was going to reserve some of that marinade, sweeten it up a little more, and then use that to keep those flavors going. Uh, the next one was the spicy chicken sliders. I think probably over the, I mean, sliders have been around forever. White Castle sliders, of course, but I've seen sliders take more of a role in just the culinary landscape here over the last 24 months or so. Everybody's making something a slider. I don't know if it's just because portion control or it's easier, you know, that way if you don't like it, you don't have a big burger, you have a slider burger, whatever. But uh, talk to me about spicy chicken and the, the recipe and what the motivation was for that one. Well, that one was kind of twofold. I knew Labor Day was coming up, and a lot of people are going to be – it's kind of like the last big barbecue holiday of the season. And it also ties in with football. So it kind of does double <laughs> duty. That would be a great tailgate food, something to do, you know, for you got people coming over and watching the games. And it's, I did the sliders because it's just something you don't have to have a plate or, you know, a lot of hands to eat it. You can pick them up off a tray, make them, grab them, and then, you know, it's two or three bites and it's gone. So that was what I was thinking. And this was one that I kept really simple. I was just going for some pulled chicken. And so I cranked uh, I cranked my pellet grill up to like 350 for this one to get the skin right on it. And then just seasoned it simple with a spicy barbecue rub. You could use whatever you want on there. And I cooked those chickens until they were done, like, you know, 165 in the breast. 175 in the thigh, let them rest out and pulled them like pulled pork. And it makes a ton of meat. I mean, these were, I think they were, you know, four and a half, five pound birds that I bought at Kroger. And I just, you know, made a big pan of pulled chicken. And then what set this one off, I think, is is, is the white, spicy white barbecue sauce mm. that I served over the top of them. And if you've never had a white barbecue sauce with chicken, I mean, that's, that's something Chris Lilly made famous down in Alabama. And we kind of, you know, kind of run with it when we do chicken now. And I just kicked it up with some extra white pepper and cayenne, a little more hot sauce and some black pepper. And it's kind of it's kind of creamy. So if you think about eating coleslaw with pulled pork or something like that, you get yep. that creaminess. But it's cut with vinegar. It has a little lemon juice in it and you get all that huh. spice. So it's a really good sauce to slather over chicken or even pulled pork. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, you, you'd mentioned pulled pork and eating it with coleslaw. You, I would imagine this would be a, a fairly quick adopt over to a pulled pork sandwich too sure you know i've even used that same kind of sauce for pizza sauce doing a doing a barbecue pizza and and it's a great substitute to get the tomato sauce out of there or the barbecue sauce that a lot of people do you can put that white sauce down it gives it gives a little creamy element mixes well with the cheese and then it goes with whatever toppings you like on your barbecue pizza uh, Malcolm, do you have a favorite brand of charcoal, or are you somebody that is, uh, I don't know what the proper term is anymore, like an ambassador or a sponsor, or do you just go out and buy your own stuff, or what do you like? Well, I've been burning in comps. We've always burned Chef's. We started with Chef's Delight, which is a Royal Oak product, and then we've kind of transitioned over to the Chef's Select, 
which is a little um, has a little less wood in it, so it doesn't smoke as much, and it's a big briquette. So I mean, I go. I've always went with kind of what I had accessible to at either the grocery store or the big box store, and it's usually either Royal Oak or Kingsford. And I've just been a Royal Oak man. So recently, I have started working with them, and I've been using Royal Oak um, in my videos a long time. I mean, I've, I use some of the other stuff, some of the B and B products, and things like that, and I've worked with some other guys, tried some of the Weber stuff. But it seems like I always go back to old fashioned Royal Oak, and that's you know a lot of people see me using that, and they they can find it too. So. That's, that's something I just kind of stuck with. Is it more from what you grew up with or is it, I mean, is it really just because it was available and you just picked that one and you, you just kind of know your way around? It? Well, I think it's just because what we grew up with, I mean, that, that product's been around since the fifties. I think Kingsford was probably the first charcoal ever bagged. Sure, sure. And it's just something that that's readily available. And I would bet that, you know, a lot of the other brands that you even see in stores are offshoots of either Kingsford or Royal Oak. You know, they do a lot of, both companies do a lot of relabeling and make stuff for other people and things like that. So there's not a whole lot of uh, charcoal manufacturers in the U.S. All right, Malcolm, you want to take some Facebook questions here before I let you go tonight? Sure, man, I'm All right. down. All right, so I got one from Dan McMinn, and he was asking specifically about the Heart of Barbecue Right app. And he said, I can see a lot of his podcasts. There's like five recipes, but as you continue to scroll, it's kind of like the same thing over and over again. So uh, what's the deal with the app? We've got a brand new team working on that for us. The, uh, the developer we had, we can't get in touch with. So when they updated the iOS systems for both devices, it, it made our app crash. It's not doing what it's supposed to. So it's loading the latest thing we load, but it's not pulling all the stuff that we had Man, I'm not the technical guy, Craig. I wouldn't have a clue how to build an app, but we are working on it. That's something we hope to have up just, you know, as fast as those guys can get it built, and we're going to issue an update. And believe me, I'll put it out there when, when, it, when it's ready. All right, so, like, what's the, the win for you guys to have an app? Is it just another avenue win, or are you putting special things on the app that you wouldn't be able to get in other landscapes? Well, it, it, we decided to do it because I was using my phone for – when I jot down recipes and things like that, or go back and reference old stuff I've done, everybody's mobile now. And so really it's just a simpler version without having to go through a browser to get to how to barbecue right. You can watch the video, the latest, you know, the videos there, and it's supposed to search and see all of them. Mm. You can get the podcast there. Um, and then it's, you know, it's got some other features and stuff too. Uh, we're wanting to get it to where you can favorite stuff or you can make your own personal comments if you're tweaking the recipes and, we're trying to just turn it into something that everybody can use and, and you know, keep spreading the word of barbecue. All right, next question is from Philip, and he asked if you're interested, I guess this would include your wife and your son Michael as well, if you're interested in adopting a bald, bearded dude asking for a friend. So are you looking to adopt anybody? I don't think so. Of course not. It's ridiculous, Philip. Get out of here. Uh, Gary Depew wants to know, when the moment was that you knew you had something special and needed to keep pursuing barbecue? Man, I thought it's just always been something that was fun to me. I mean, that's, I mean, it never was really just an aha moment. I just kind of, you know, we grew up doing it and learned as we went and it's turned into what it is. It never was on purpose. And, uh, you know, I don't think I've, I figured it out yet. We're still just learning as we go. So, you know, it's, if you got a passion for it, my, my whole thing is just do it. Just stick with it and, you know, and, and be dedicated. You know, it, it started out as a hobby for me and it's a full-time job. So if I can do it, anybody can. 
Justin Leonard asked the next question, Malcolm, and he said, what's a must-see or must-do for someone visiting Memphis in May as a first-timer for a spectator on Friday? Well, I guess the, the thing that culminates at the park would be the awards for Friday nights, ancillaries, that you got to go see those. Um, I would say, you know, you got to walk around and, and see what's going on at some of the teams. Friday night, the, there's still a decent party. Most people are getting serious, but there's still yeah. some teams out there partying. There's a lot of great stuff you can get. You know, usually several grill manufacturers have tours going on. There's, you know, the Kingsford tours going on down there. There's a lot of fun things. And if you venture out of the park, you got to go to Bill Street. I mean, there's, you know, from the music to the barbecue to the atmosphere, it's just a huge, huge party. And it's a lot of fun at Memphis uh, during that weekend. The whole month's fun down downtown. All right, next question is from Carl McBee, and he said, what's the number one mistake that you notice beginners make when doing competitions? Man, I would, I would say taking it too serious the first time. I mean, of course, you want to make sure you're, you know, you're concentrating um, and get all your, your items turned in, but you got to have fun with it. If, if, if you're taking it too serious, you're not going to have a good time. So I, I just say take back, relax. Enjoy it and, and do what you come to do and make some friends. That's what that's what barbecue competition should be about. All right, Keith McLean has this question and he says, Malcolm, if you could only eat one barbecue dish for the rest of your life out of these options, which one would you choose? Texas style sliced brisket, Kansas City burn ends, Carolina pulled pork, or pork ribs any style? Man, I'm gonna have to. I'm a pulled. I'm a pork guy. I'm going pulled pork because I can do a lot with that Carolina pork. Nice. I know. I know all kinds of stuff that I could live off of eating that. Now, Texas brisket's great. Yep. And you know, you could do. I guess you could do some stuff with it. But I think pulled pork's more versatile. All right. Last question before I let you go, Malcolm, and I appreciate the time. J A Delap or Delap. Apologize if I'm not pronouncing that correctly. How many smokers do you currently have? And or like grills, cookers, cooking implements. Oh, How many uh, do you got? Last count, and I'm I'm not certain it's not more. It was like twenty four. Twenty four. Twenty four. Wow. We you're not getting any of the old honey. You gotta get rid of one before you bring a new one home. That's a lot. Yeah, that's always. See, that's the thing now. So <laughs> I kind of have to keep them stashed, Greg. I, <laughs> I've, I've got an office now, so I can bring some there. I've got a couple of trailers out of the buddy's house, so he's got a garage. So I can kind of get away with staging them up, and then I, you know, I move them out when Shell's not paying too much attention. Nice, that's the way to go. Keep her in the dark. Don't say anything. Always uh, beg for forgiveness instead of asking that's a, for permission. You already know the deal. Yeah, man. you're the man. Um, so, do you find yourself going to, you know, one or two of those twenty-four more than the rest, like just naturally gravitating? Do you have a favorite? I, I don't know if I have a favorite. Um, they all have their their purposes, and I try to work them all in. My, you know, my thing's always been everybody out there's got a different kind of grill or their favorite or a take on what they think's better over the other. And the people that watch my stuff come from all over the place. Mm-hmm. So if I can show different ways to cook things on different grills, I think it's better for everybody. And I like to. I think it's more important about the the technique or what you're doing than what you're cooking on. As long as you you learn the grill that you have, that's fine. You can cook. You know, as good on on a drum as you can a big old hickory so it's all about learning that pit all right uh this is malcolm reed you can find him at how to barbecue riot he's the pit master of killer hogs competition team and you find him here on the first tuesday of each and every month malcolm always appreciate the time my friend thanks so much 
Man, I enjoyed it always, Greg. We'll see you next month. All right, looking forward to it. There he is, Malcolm Reed. I'm not sure what happened to my video there, but that's all right. As long as he can hear. I mean, you don't need to see. Who wants to see me? Come on now. Glad the audio still works. I'm not sure what. I've had a couple people tell me that for whatever reason, the video doesn't seem to be. Yeah, see? Yeah, for some reason in that first interview segment, my Skype goes nutso, but it doesn't disconnect, thank God. I mean, if it disconnected, I mean, you would be seeing a whole different Greg Rempe, that's for sure. And it would include a lot of screaming and yelling and hijinks. But it doesn't crash, so we you can see the video. I can hear him. He can hear me. It's fine. No problem. I thought my nine cookers was a lot. 24 cookers. Wow. I'm also going to go out on a limb and say his wife, Rochelle, does not listen to the show. Otherwise, bad news, Malcolm. You just gave yourself up. All right, we got an open segment coming up, so if you want to jump in, more than happy to have you. Phone call, email, however you like it, 216-220-0966. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Coming up in about two weeks. That's right, September 21st. That's a Saturday all day long, starting at 10 a.m., going till at least 4 p.m. I will be hosting or emceeing the Hartville Hardware 2019 Grill Fest. Now, what is Grill Fest? Glad you asked. There's going to be a ribs competition that you may or may not be able to still enter. I believe it's spare ribs this time. I took part. Uh, all the way back in 2016 when we did baby back ribs and I was like finishing middle of the field so there's that competition which you as a spectator you can't eat but they're going to be making food otherwise that you're going to be able to try they also have live demonstrations to include Lisa Delgado who is a local Cleveland chef and she cooks for a lot of rich people and some Cleveland Browns and stuff. She's going to be demonstrating on the big green egg. Still no word on who the Weber representative will be but there will be somebody there that I'll be interacting with. And of course our second hour guest DivaQ, Danielle Bennett, will be doing her demos on the Traeger so if you missed her in 2017 you can grab a look and see what she's up to here in 2019. Again, it's Hartville, Ohio, September 21st, all day long. I'll be there probably around 9 o'clock, just perusing, saying hi to people. And then at 10 o'clock, it all kicks off. They have a huge burn area. They got a lot of grills and accessories that you can buy on site. I will happily take pictures. I'm not anticipating signing any autographs because you can take a picture because it lasts longer. And again, me and Diva, sales enough. Come on, get on out here. Say hi. We'd love to see you. September 21st, 2019. Open segment coming up. Stick around. We'll be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey.
Hey, all right, this portion of the show being brought to you by CookingPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. Just visit CookingPellets.com for more information or to purchase. You can also visit Amazon.com to purchase as well. A lot of great flavors, good quantity. Some of them are 100% flavor wood, like the hickory. So know what you're getting into. That's cookingpellets.com. C-O-O-K-I-N, cookingpellets.com. All right, so here is your open segment. If you want to get in touch with the show. You can get in touch with the show by calling 216-220-0966. Email Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. On the Twitter and Instagram, at BBQ Central Show. All right, so first and foremost... I mean, uh, again, I want to thank Steve Ray and the gang for uh, helping me out last week. Well, the gang, I say that. That's the embedded correspondence that ran second hour in their normal slot. By the way, it's not like they came out of the woodwork and helped it all over. But Steve Ray helped out hosting the show all the way through those two hours. So not only was he an embedded correspondent in the second hour, but he was also playing moderator, as I would, and then hosted the show in the first hour where he interviewed Matt Frampton and Leanne Whippen. So if you missed that show or you knew I was going to be out of pocket and you didn't want to listen to anybody else hosting my show, certainly your prerogative. I will sit here and tell you that it's well worth going back and checking it out in download fashion or hit up Facebook or YouTube, watch the video if you want to. Steve has his own setup in his house, all new studio, uh, not the uh, finely paneled woodwork like you see in the back of mine. He's got a way more extensive setup in his house, so check it out. Or check out the audio and check out the video and see which one you like more. I always like listening back to my show only on the audio. I don't like watching it at all, at all. Uh, I would still love to somehow be able to pull back the video feature altogether and just make it audio only. But the show has now grown into a video portion, and I think there's an expectation of that. And as much as I hate it, I will continue to live with it uh, because I did try to pull that back a little bit and you know it didn't go very well. So I want to make sure that I'm at least showing an effort of trying to make people appear that I care, if you will. But when I listen to the show back, it's always audio only because I want to have that mental theater with myself, even though I know how it looks. And then if I want to go back and see how it looks, certainly I can go back to the video archive. But for me, it's only the audio when I listen back. So listen back to it, audio from last week, Steve. See how he interacts with Leanne Whippin, the master of Q or expert of Q or whatever title she won. And then listen to him talk with Matt Frampton. I mean, Matt Frampton is just a wealth of pizza information. And who would have thought that you know, 10 or 11 years ago, he would have first shown up on this show as part of Hot Grill on Grill Action, which happens to be still one of the best barbecue names ever, and uh, tossing around a thing called the Flabongo. I mean, who knows what that's all about? Writing, penning the 12 Days of Barbecue Christmas with Logan Hendrickson, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, maybe with somebody else. But has transformed himself not only into a live fire, uh, you know, very competent cook, a competition cook from a barbecue side, but pizza expert Matt Frampton. I mean, this guy is really into as much as I'm into talk show barbecue. He's into high heat pizza, uh, dough recipes, suggestions, tips, tricks, experience on different cookers. He is a endless wealth 
of information. So go back and re-listen if you missed it or you're just hearing about it now. And plus, it's Steve hosting. And as I had said, he hosts his own show on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. right there on the Facebooks, the Owl's Nest Barbecue Show. So like his page and get alerted when he goes live tomorrow at 1900 Eastern. Popeye's Chicken. Here we go. The Popeye's Chicken Sando epidemic of 2019. It is growing. It is perhaps widely out of hand at this point. This, by the way, if you're keeping track, is the food event of the year. It is by far the best marketing job that has been done in 2019. Better than the usual run-of-the-mill crap. Better than Traeger running their tastes like ass campaign, which Meathead hated, by the way. Better than all that stuff, okay? Popeye's wins the marketing game this year. It's not even close. There's still four months left in 2019, and barring a marketing miracle, nobody is even going to come close to Popeye's chicken sando epidemic of 2019. That's what I'm terming it. Much like uh, Hurricane Darian is racing up the Florida coast, and we have well wishes to everybody that may or uh, even may not be affected to that. At least it bumped out a little bit west, I guess. That's good. Uh, the volleyball trip to Daytona this coming week. That didn't work out too well. That was canceled Sunday. Better to be safe than sorry. So we moved from Daytona to Big Rapids, Michigan. Talk about north and south. Ugh. So we'll be going to Ferris State instead of Daytona Beach for this volleyball this coming week. Nevertheless. Thoughts and prayers to Dorian. And anybody that's going to be affected there, I mean, take cover, right? But it's not even close what Popeyes is doing. And while I have made a practice of not watching any news whatsoever, I could be the most out-of-touch, on-current-events person that you might talk to on a daily basis. I don't watch the news. I just don't watch I don't have time for it. I have a pretty good idea of what it's going to sound like, depending on what news I'm watching. So I would just prefer to go through life blind and uh, with my head in the sand as it comes to current events. Every once in a while, I get a tidbit like the hurricane deal, but that was affecting my travel. So because I am uh, solely involved in myself, uh, that's why I knew about it uh, until... Somebody did tell, I didn't know that there was a hurricane coming, by the way. Somebody told me about it. They're like, well, what about that hurricane? I was like, what hurricane? Oh, the biggest one ever coming uh, through the Bahamas and battering the Bahamas? Yeah. I didn't know about that until somebody told me about it. The Popeye's chicken sandwich is something that I kind of heard about, and I heard about it selling out, and maybe I saw some posts about it on Facebook here and there, but I wasn't really finger-pulsing it too much. And then these two events hit less than a week apart, and I preface this just a tad because, you know, Still, I'm a little unsure as to what happens. But on August 29th, this story broke out of the Chattanooga Times Free Press. 
And the headline was Chattanooga man sues Popeyes for running out of popular chicken sandwich. Oh, come on. Ow. You know, of course, of course I'm running an ad blocker. <laughs> of course. I'm seeing your stupid ads, but now you've made uh, terroristic threats that I won't be able to read this story unless I, so I turned it off. All right. So a Chattanooga man is suing a fast food restaurant known as Popeye's for running out of its popular chicken sandwiches. Craig Barr, who may or may not be showing up at the top of the second hour, I'm going to go with not. His suit accuses the company of false advertising, deceptive business practices, and causing him to waste, quote-unquote, countless time driving to and from local chains to find the Sando. Bar of Eastridge also claims he was hustled out of 25 bucks by a man who posted a Craigslist ad claiming a what? A Craigslist ad claiming he could get sandwiches. A restaurant was hiding in the back. He suffered rim and tire damage while driving from location to location. He was humiliated when his friends laughed at him. I can't get happy. I have this sandwich on my mind. I can't fix straight. He told the Free Times Press on Thursday, it just consumes you. The sandwich became an unexpected online sensation over the weekend. That was last week and resulting in long lines and sandwich shortages. Signs began popping up on drive through speakers and restaurant doorways alerting customers that the restaurants had run out of sandwiches due to unexpected high volumes. Apex Marketing Group estimated the online buzz was worth $65 million in marketing for the Miami-based company. Barr, who owns a company in the automobile industry, claims Popeye's purposefully overhyped the sandwich and under-delivered quantity to increase popularity and garner attention. And a quote, it totally was deceptive. Who runs out of chicken? It's a big fiasco. Someone has to stand up to big corporate chicken. Everyone is captivated by these sandos. They've got everyone gassed up on them. Close quote. Popeye's has not returned a quest for comment. The sandwiches are available in select stores until August 12th. Of course, that time has passed. They gained widespread popularity on the Twitter August 19th when the company's account feuded with Wendy's and Chick-fil-A over who had the best sandwich. Barr has since been making regular trips to Popeye's locations on Broad Street, Highway 58, Brainerd Road, the list goes on. He's been driving from one location to the next, allegedly being told by employees that they're sold out and they should find another store. While traveling to the Highway 58 location, the tire on his car blew and he cracked a $1,500 wheel. He fixed the tire and went to get his sandwich, only to be told he'd have to come back after the weekend because the sandwiches had sold out. No! Barr met with a man behind a restaurant on Monday, handing him $25, 5 for the sandwich, 20 for the troubles. The man allegedly went into the store and never came back. Barr went inside after realizing what happened. An employee said a man matching his description bought something and then left out the front door. Mr. Barr, you are not going to get that sandwich. Andrew, you are not the <laughs> That's right. 
hear that guy screaming in the background? That's the guy that took bars 25 bucks. Unbelievable. That's only the first part. Then, I think it was yesterday, this happened. Continuing to fuel this weirdness. Angry customer pulls gun over sold out Popeye's chicken sandwiches. In Houston, an armed group of people rushed the door of a Popeye's chicken restaurant in Southeast Houston Monday, demanding chicken sandos. Houston police were called to the restaurant on Scott Street just after 9. Employees told ABC 13 a mob of two men, three women, and a baby were told at the drive-thru that the chicken sandwiches were sold out. They apparently triggered what would be customer rage. That's when police said they tried to get inside the restaurant one man had a gun, but restaurant workers were be able to lock all of them out. All the while, the group left the baby inside their vehicle. It was more of an aggravated assault because he was displaying a weapon and threatening employees. Guys, gals, other than being rope-a-doped by Popeye's great marketing job, what the hell are you people doing? It's a fast food chicken sandwich. I mean, really, how good... Is this fast food chicken sandwich going to be? Is it going to be life-changing? No. Is it going to give you that physical, visceral reaction that you need to have happen in order for you to legitimize this sandwich in your mind as being the best chicken sandwich you has ever freaking had in your life? Is this sandwich even remotely going to approach the chicken fried chicken sandwich that you can get down on West 29th Street at Larder Delicatessen. Hell to the no. It's a fast food chicken sandwich. I hate to break it to you, but Chick-fil-A sandwiches are good, but they're not great. And so is McDonald's chicken sandwiches. So is Burger King's chicken sandwiches. And I'm sure so is this Popeye's freaking chicken sandwich. So is Cane's fried chicken. So is KFC's fried chicken. It's all just good. It's not great. Quit falling for this and stop pulling guns on fast food employees who tell you they're out of chicken sandwiches when they're out of chicken sandwiches. That's it. Don't do it anymore. Now, now I've gone long. Again, how good could it be? Not that good. And now I got a race to catch up. Stick around. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Okay. This portion of the show being brought to you by Fireboard. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring or connect via Bluetooth. If you have Alexa or the Google Assistant, you're in luck because Fireboard is fully integrated with both. Find out more by visiting fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232. And by the Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic pit temperature control technology. If you are into auto pit temperature control or grills or both the bbqguru.com that's bbqguru.com if you have any questions call them they'll make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box 
All right, we are now caught back up. We are pointing to the second hour. Your phone calls are still invited. And will we get a visit from Craig Barr, Mr. Chicken Sando guy from Popeye's? All will be revealed here in the next few minutes. And maybe my lips will start working. Stick around. Be right back.